Truth Espresso, episode 165. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of Truth Espresso. Well, I say another because I'm assuming you've listened to other episodes, but hey, if you're just lurking and checking in the first time here, welcome, and there are plenty of other episodes before this one for you to check out. And But thank you for stopping by because uh, this episode should be a little bit fun. Um, my wife and I, Chelsea, and co-host <laughs> are going to talk a little bit about the difference differences um, kind of on average between men and women and how those differences carry over to communication, especially between a husband and wife. And so helping to understand what makes you, you and what makes him or her, him or her (laughs) can help to resolve conflicts and make your marriage um, happy. And so here to um, talk about this is my sweet, beautiful wife and co-host Chelsea. So thank you, sweetheart, for doing this with me again. Thank you, babe. (laughs) And so we'll see how, if we can do this, well, we'll talk about um, differences and possibly how they manifest themselves in us. (laughs) And to say that there are differences between men and women is not to say that there's a cookie cutter, (laughs) you know, man and cookie cutter woman, (laughs) you know, like uh, there are personality differences. Every man is unique. Every woman is unique. But um, in general and on average, you can find some of these traits to be true of men on average compared to women on average. And so just understanding these averages, the law of averages here can help to be able to communicate and understand each other because sometimes arguments uh, among couples, husband and wife, can happen based on really expecting your spouse to be like you, which is not why you get married. (laughs) And we went to a a marriage retreat a week ago and yeah, they talked about, the couple there talked talked about the fact that you didn't marry yourself. You married someone else and you being a man married a woman or vice versa, knowing that you're marrying the other gender that has their differences. And that's how you arrive at a happy marriage, realizing those differences and accommodating them. So, sweetheart, ready to talk about some differences between men and women and maybe laugh a little bit about them, too? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to start with there, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking kind of our discussion about this was coming from the Bible verse in Genesis 127, where God is talking about how he created men and women. He created the male and female, (laughs) and he created two different human beings at that point. 
and he made them different on purpose Mm -hmm. and just trying to I think kind of how you said we don't want to let our differences cause divisions in our marriage but instead look at our differences with respect and actually embrace them because those differences a lot of times complement each other Mm, and help each other (laughs) in ways that we could maybe not feel comfortable with or help heal different areas and stuff so Yeah, I just think that um, this will be a fun, hopefully more lighthearted discussion. (laughs) Yeah, and I know that we uh, have a lot of things in common. We're both, you know, we both consider ourselves introverts. Um, We have that in common. We're also, take the personality type. So, you know, I'm INTJ and you're ISFJ. So what we have in common is the I and the J. We're both introvert and we both want closure in things or you know things like that so we have things in common then as men and women we will have our differences and so yeah definitely understanding what makes you know her tick what makes him tick (laughs) and not expecting them to come over to your side you know but to you know kind of meet in the middle as you both understand you both strive to communicate and accommodate and as you said sweetheart the differences don't have to be division (laughs) and so i want to start with a little bit of science about the differences between men and women and these are from secular science there's a lot of politics that try to make men and women basically the same and there's a lot of similarity where it's not like these are two different creatures you know (laughs) we're all human beings and there's a lot of similarity between men and women as far as makeup god's design we're both created in the image of god men and women and we're not talking about apes versus chimpanzees you know that are different species of primates or whatever they were all human beings we have a lot of similarities but i'm going to look at an article in psychology today by matt huston called six subtle psychological differences between men and women and i didn't put all six of my notes i have a few here that i thought were interesting here one of them is that in general women were better at detecting expressions of disgust <laughs> On average, women seem to be more emotional. Now, there are emotional men and there are some women who aren't. But on average, you know, or women are generally more emotional, emotionally driven than men. Emotions determine what they do more so than with men. Everyone has emotions, but men will try to suppress them more or women will act on them more or determine their relationships and actions based on emotions. But women are better at detecting expressions of disgust. So women do more facial expressions and they look more into facial expressions for communication than men do. And one of those is detecting a face, a facial expression that shows negativity or something <laughs> would you say that's true true sweetheart like does that resonate with you at all <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i'm kind of caught up on the whole thing that you just said women are emotional <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> would that be kind of true oh, just teasing yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that yeah god yeah. made women to be more emotional and that's 
how he designed us and that's not a negative thing Mm -hmm. and not something to cause division in your marriage where you see you know some couples well if they're having a discussion or just yeah trying to communicate and the wife may become emotional and the husband gets irritated at the wife for being emotional well I mean that's how women are made up we're just emotional and sometimes we just have to let that emotion out Mm. and so i think that it's helpful for men to understand that that's just how god made us Mm. where we are more emotional and that's a good thing however we do need to have some sort of control or Mm. i don't know if boundaries would be the right word or not but just have a sense of when it's appropriate to have emotion when it's not, when it's you need to hold back on the emotion, you don't want it to build up and be or like to control, <laughs> maybe to control what you do, you know. So yeah, well, uh, I think I was I'm trying to think. I think the word is hysteria, oh, where okay. some women yeah. almost get so hyped up in the emotion that it becomes a hysteria but Mm. having that ability to try and keep it toned down (laughs) yeah and kind of to even add to it is the issue of pregnancy hormones and postpartum depression and stuff where it's like okay you take someone who could be generally emotional and amplify that you know it's like i yeah i feel (laughs) to feel for that (laughs) but as a man i'd say a lot of men could take a lesson from some of that because it as you mentioned sweetheart healing you know because you know sometimes men might think expressing certain emotions in public or even even with their loved ones or you know they could afford to do more because they could heal and some men might not realize that later down the road if they pent up unresolved you know issues where they haven't healed themselves by actually letting it out they could find that they might face depression later and not realize where it's coming from and stuff and so being able to heal requires expressing emotions so don't be afraid to express them and i'm saying that as an intj who (laughs) who sometimes is afraid that i'm like a human computer or something (laughs) (laughs) but i think that it's kind of a neat thing how men tend to be more logical and women tend to be more emotional Mm. but instead of having that cause division where you're like you never show any feeling to your husband or the husband's like you're so emotional and Mm -hmm. but actually being like okay wait this is how god made us let's help each other with that because Mm -hmm. when i'm like whoa i am being really emotional about this decision i need your logic please (laughs) and then you can kind of step in and you're like um i think i need to have a little more empathy here like how can i show that and then i can help you on that side of it Mm, so i think it's just neat how those differences instead of having it be this contrast or negative thing that it actually complements each other (laughs) yeah definitely sweetheart and i've I don't realize sometimes where I think I'm like indifferent, apathetic or cold or something to something. And it's not my intention to be that way. I just don't think about it and stuff until, you know, you might bring something up because you're, you're emotionally thinking about someone's needs. And then as you express it, then I think, oh yeah, I just totally forgot because it's like I myself will struggle with just navigating through life and what I need to get done and not think about 
about the needs of people around me. And yeah, as you said, we complement each other that way. <laughs> Another psychological difference on average between men and women as men reported more loneliness earlier in life, but women reported more of it later in life. <laughs> I have a theory about that based on relationships. And I think often men, when they're younger, they're trying to find a woman that they feel like they can marry and stuff. And when it comes to the younger times, usually women, you know, the women are having to say no a lot and the men are having to pursue a lot. And so women get a lot more attention, I think, during their younger years and stuff. And then, and men are trying to find someone. <laughs> but then also, I think it has to do with the fact that it, during younger years, you have younger children and naturally you know, women are more nurturing with younger children and stuff. And then as children grow up and go out of the home, women might feel like more lonely. And whereas men are often like they relate more to peers and stuff. But yeah, I, uh, that's my theory on that point. But <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Number three is men spent more time relaxing than women. But although <laughs> women got more out of their leisure time. So men will look for more leisure time, but women get less leisure time. But the leisure time they get, women appreciate it more. They actually enjoy it more. <laughs> I think that's interesting. We watched this um, seminar by uh, Mark Gungor. I think that's what his name is. Mark Gungor. He talked about the men's brains and women's brains and stuff. And so like kind of like women's brains are like spaghetti or wires, you know, like electrical wire, like a mesh of wires and everything's connected to everything. And men uh, compartmentalize everything into boxes. You know, when you say the boxes don't touch and stuff. So with men, it's like, okay, here's my work box. And then when I'm done with work, I don't touch it because I moved on to something else. And you need to kind of safely transition from one box to another you know you know kind of get into that where there's another article about the brains <laughs> and how that works but mark gungor men mentioned the nothing box that uh, you know a lot of men like they want leisure so they can unplug their brains from everything the example of sitting down and fishing or something you know, like we're like <laughs> just acting like staring blankly while just tossing in and fishing and not thinking of anything and stuff. So I think with that, a lot of men, when they seek and find leisure time, then it might seem to go by fast if their brains are not actively getting stuff done. Whereas women like, okay, they've worked hard, they've done multitasking a lot. And then when they finally get leisure time, even less of it though, they're you know, they make the most of it. <laughs> what do you think, sweetheart? Am I on track there? <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah. sounds good. And I was just thinking with the box <laughs> description there that I remember when we watched that, that that made so much more sense to me because sometimes I would get worried if you were quiet and I'd be like, what are you thinking about? And you're like, um... 
nothing? Am I supposed to be thinking about something? <laughs> or like, like, am I worried about that? something? Like, yeah. oh, I'm just thinking, you know, like not thinking about anything important, but just thinking about something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that just kind of helped me understand that, okay, guys just need that mm. space sometimes to not have to think about anything. Yeah, yeah. And that is the way that their body, their brain, their being can recharge. And so like as a woman, that helps me understand that I don't need to keep pestering you <laughs> and I shouldn't pester you about like, okay, what's going on? What are you thinking about? Are you worried? Are you upset? <laughs> but just respecting <laughs> that, okay, that's what he needs and that's what's going on and so I really liked that insight, just understanding how a man works differently. Do you have any um, psychological differences, Boo? So the one I wrote down from the article you were looking at was about how men tend to speak more abstract, oh, yeah. like a big picture, <laughs> and women tend to speak with more details. Yeah. This one's kind of funny because, you know, the... The typical example is the question, how was your day? <laughs> you know, and so, then you would respond, <laughs> yeah. fine, good, <laughs> one word <laughs> yeah. explanation. Yeah. And then how would I typically respond <laughs> yeah. if you like, asked Yeah, me? so then if I asked, how was your day? And then you might be like, well, I had to, you know, the kids were cranky getting up, really cranky. And then the girls spilled milk. And then I had to, while I was trying to clean that up, then they ran over and got into something else and spilled that. And then I'm trying to help the boys at their school. And then, okay, it's lunchtime and I'm trying to get them lunch. And, you know, the girls are hanging off of me and stuff. And then I finally I didn't get them to nap until it's like uh, two in the afternoon. And then my, my uh, parents called and then uh, while I'm trying to talk to them, then the youngest one only got a half hour of, of a nap. And so I had to get her up and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, so from a guy's perspective of, okay, does that mean it was good or bad? It doesn't sound good, but you know, <laughs> was it fine? <laughs> Because <laughs> then from a guy's perspective, how, the word how is a nominal answer. You like, on a scale of one to 10 or rate it from, you know, worst, bad, you know, okay, fine, good, better, best. Or <laughs> but yeah, to a, a woman's perspective, you know, none of those words make sense. They only make sense in light of the description of what happened because what defines how (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny just thinking about that part of it and looking back at some of our texts (laughs) although you're doing a good job of describing a little bit about how your day went or what you're working on and stuff because i think that (laughs) i mean if you understand how men and women perceive that question differently then that can be helpful because I know like we had this discussion before Mm -hmm. where when you give me a little more information about how your day went, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, he's working on a huge project and he has like five meetings and (laughs) all this stuff. Then that gives me more information to know, okay, how can I pray for you and how can Mm -hmm. I encourage you? Or if you finish a project early, then I'm like, okay, now I can praise you and be like, wow, that's awesome and encourage you in that way. So I think for men to understand that women need a little bit more information, then that kind of helps women know how to encourage and support their husbands. 
And then mm-hmm. on the other side, how do you think husbands can understand how where their wives are coming from? Yeah. And that leads to the important aspect of listening. Men need to listen. Mm. And, and if it's very difficult to listen because your brain did, at least pretend to listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <But> no. no. <laughs> or at least, you know, try to listen. If you, somehow your mind wandered, you know, snap out of it, ask her to repeat something because she might be perfectly willing to do that. But, but, you know, like make your best effort to listen because it's very important, you know, like women need to talk. They need to talk about what happened. And if you find yourself kind of butting heads, it's because you haven't listened to enough because what helps a woman heal most often is being able to tell what happened. (laughs) Even in the uh, marriage seminar that we went to a week ago, you know, the husband and wife were going on a date and so he's driving on the date and he's just thinking hey we get to chat a little and enjoy it but as they're starting to drive toward their dinner destination his wife was um, talking about all the stuff that happened during her day and it was like she's pouring her heart out about all this negativity and then so he's kind of like having the Lucy Linus effect you know from the peanuts where lucy's like shouting at linus and his eyes are wide and his hair is standing up you know <laughs> like that's and he's thinking oh is our date kind of ruined because she's not in a good mood you know so he's kind of like um uh, what are we doing here you know ruining the date here is ruining the mood but then you know after she unloads about her day then she's like thank you for listening i feel so much better to getting that off of my shoulders and now and then they could j- enjoy their date and so yeah that men understand that that women talking about their day which it's very important for you to listen She talks about her day, and even if you're hearing a lot of things that are negative, this is part of her communication, her need, and even healing from the stress. And so knowing that you're listening to it and that you care (laughs) can help her get in a better mood, and that's part of communication there, the differences between men and women on average there. (laughs) You had an example, sweetheart, of of us on a day, too? (laughs) Yes. Well, I was thinking that you did a great job of listening Hmm. to me recently when we were able to go on a date. And before we went, we were trying to figure out, okay, what kind of food were we interested in? Where were we going to go? And then pretty soon I was just kind Uh, of unloading on you. (laughs) Just talking about stressful things going on. And you were very sweet and listened and just reassured me about things. <laughs> I don't know. You were really sweet. And then I was like, okay, that feels better. And then we were able to go and enjoy a nice date together. Aww. So yeah. that was just a very recent example. And you did an excellent job. Aww. Made me. <laughs> and I think that women tend to want to trust their husbands for safety and security. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when they're able to communicate, that burden of what has happened that day or just negative situations that have come up, then it's kind of like that testing, I guess, of, Hmm. okay, I just need to share this with you. And then when you respond with gentleness, reassurance, and love, then that just helps us feel secure. Like, okay, we're in our safe place. Like, this Hmm. is my husband. He loves me. 
and he's going to help me understand what I was talking about. And I think that's something that's really neat about a husband and wife and just even how husbands and wives can interpret that mm. situation differently yeah. where it might be more stressful for the wife. But then when the man's listening to it, he's like, oh, and he doesn't say, why were you thinking that? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean this. I mean, he's like able to logically process it differently. And so it doesn't affect our husbands typically as it does us. And so communicating that with him isn't going to be the same type of burden or heaviness that we have felt potentially. Exactly. So you are. And so men listening and patience will pay off in your relationship and your communication as you understand this important difference between men and women <laughs> don't we have a bible verse for that oh okay <laughs> so first peter 3 7 it says likewise ye husbands dwell with them the wives according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers not be hindered so I think just mm -hmm. having that attitude or just that care for your wife of listening and reassuring and loving your wife, that just mm. is a way of showing honor. <laughs> yeah, her. honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And I believe that the understanding of that is the weaker vessel is the one that's more rare and expensive. Think of some vessels are like, say, you make a trash can that's tough and durable. It can take dents and <laughs> get kicked around and stuff, but they serve their purpose. It can, if it can hold trash, it's <laughs> it's still, you don't throw it away because it's because it has a dent, because it still works, it still serves its purpose. But the, the weaker vessel is more like the decorative delicate Ming Va or something that you'd put on the mantle and stuff so men treat your wife like that like something that's rare and precious and you have to be careful not to break it with your words and um, and dwell with your wife according to knowledge which means to understand her and you can't understand her unless you're willing to listen <laughs> and understand the emotional need the need to communicate <laughs> I speak to parents all the time who come up to me and they see what's happening, but they don't know what to do. And I just want to stand up and say, you can do this. Here is a solution. This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So I want to get into next an article by Bruce Goldman entitled Two Minds, The Cognitive Differences Between Men and Women. This is from Stanford Medicine. <laughs> So it actually shows that there's slight differences between the general makeup of the brain between men and women that can account for why they will process and think differently about things. So from this article, it says, like from the study here, quote, the female's brains consistently showed more strongly coordinated activity between hemispheres, while the male's brain activity was more tightly coordinated within the 
local brain region, unquote. And so I think that this general difference also accounts for the general difference of the wire mesh, you know, example, where everything's connected versus the men's compartmentalizing. So men will localize and their thought processes will like hang out in one region it'll be confined to certain regions of the brain where women's brains on average will have like a quick, more connected path between the hemispheres where, you know, logic and emotion are, you know, quickly moving around, connected to each other and intermessed with each other where there's the boxes versus the, versus the mesh of wires. (laughs) And another thing of note from this article, it says, quote, every cell in a man's body, including his brain, has a slightly different set of functioning chromosome genes from those operating in a woman's, unquote. In other words, every cell of a man's body is characteristically male and every cell of a woman's body is characteristically female. So, yeah, <laughs> As a man, every part of you is male, and as a woman, every part of you is female, down to the cell level with the chromosomes and stuff. So, they men and women are different. Now, you know, you could say there's a spectrum of maleness, you know, that's expressed across males, and there's a spectrum of femaleness expressed across females, but there is a category of male and a category of female that are different. It's not just just the identity politics, you know, like you're not just figuring out your identity and you're trapped in a body, your brain, the cells of your brain, everything about you is male or female. <laughs> so I was looking at one difference between men and women. I don't know if you saw this one too, but it said that women have better sense of taste and smell <laughs> oh, than <yeah>. men. <laughs> the olfactory senses. Are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking up a little bit more as to why that is, and it was showing that women actually have more, it's called the olfactory bulb, where oh, yeah. the neurons are for your sense of smell and taste, and there's actually more neurons in that for women than there are for men. And there's more communication between the neurons in the olfactory bulb with hormones in women, which kind of made sense to me because yeah. I was thinking like, okay, I wonder if that's why women tend to struggle with morning sickness so bad because oh, yeah. in pregnancy, your sense of taste and smell is heightened. And so that just makes sense that there's an influence of hormones with that as well. Yeah. And I mean, I know that like sometimes you'll say like, do you smell that? And <laughs> and then I have to concentrate like, do I smell something, you know, and then maybe like, I think I get a hint of it, but it's like, it really impacts you sometimes. And I like barely sense something there. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that is one sense that I'm like, okay. I could definitely do with less sense of smell. (laughs) But it's important, you know, like, you know, if something were burning in the house or whatever, you'd be the first one to know. And that could help help if there's an emergency there, you know, (laughs) if the uh, smoke detectors weren't working correctly, you know. (laughs) 
So now I want to get to communication and how communication is impacted with the differences between men and women. And to that, I want to look at an article from a Frank Brennan for allprodad.com entitled Scientific Ways Men and Women Promote Miscommunication in Marriage. This one is pretty cool. He says, quote, Women talk to seek intimacy while men talk to find solutions. For many women, talking does not require finding solutions. The solution is the actual conversation, unquote. And yeah, I I know this is probably like can be very difficult for men to understand because normally men talk, they use words to arrive at a point. You know, the purpose of talking is to arrive at a solution, either to argue with someone to make their point stand or to solve a problem. Whatever the case, you know, that's probably why men might use fewer words on average than women because they say words for the purpose of I got to get to the point, I got to solve the problem, (laughs) and that's it. That's the purpose of the words, you know. But then women, their words are their purpose, you know, so that's why, you know, men, you got to listen to your wives, you know, even if it sounds like the way she's talking about her day, like Armageddon just happened, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that after she's done talking about things, she's not going to be all right, you know, because it's like, getting all that out, you know, helps her heal and relieve and you you know you got to listen to that and that's the purpose of talking about it and and when you know she says okay i really need to talk to you the first thing a man the husband might be thinking of is okay what's the problem uh oh am i a problem or you know okay you're going to bring up a problem and now i got to figure out a solution so i got to get my problem solving mind and gear and be ready but sometimes the wife just has to talk about something and and then even if you might be thinking wait did we solve that you solved it for her because you listened and she talked about it and that helped her cope with it and the talking is the solution (laughs) it might be hard for men to understand the why or how of that but it's important to know that that's true and and that part of helping her out is just to talk and listen. So I remember that we had a discussion about this, I don't know, within the last few months, though, that it's easier for you to have those times where you're listening to me if I bring it up in a certain way. So instead of saying, hey, babe, I need to talk to you. Oh, yeah. And then you're kind of on (laughs) alert, like, oh, no, what did I do? Yeah, that's like, yeah. So the way you phrase uh, something about introducing the need for conversation where, okay, I'm thinking of the way my parent you know, my mom or something asks like, okay, we need to talk about something. I'm like, oh no, here comes the discipline. What did I do? You know, but yeah, <laughs> but it's because you just meaning you need to talk to. <laughs> yeah. So if the husband and wife can just talk about how they think the best way to bring up those times would be. So, you know, sometimes I'll be like, do you have a few minutes that I can just share something that I'm really struggling with? And I just need you to, to listen and just kind of give me insight or pray with me about this. I think that when we let our husbands know like what we expect of them mm. and what the conversation is about, 
in just summary at the beginning that it gives them more peace and they're actually a little more engaged in listening because they're not trying to find that solution the entire time you're talking. It's like, oh, okay, she just needs me to listen. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Or, okay, she needs me to help problem solve. I need to be in that mindset. So I think that just communicating that with our husbands is helpful Hmm. and maybe less stressful. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you have something there? From Focus on the Family's website, they were saying that men talk to communicate ideas, oh, yeah. information, and facts. <laughs> yeah. And then women talk to communicate aspirations, thoughts, and feelings. Mm, so just yeah. in the way that we actually communicate yeah. is different. And then how we understand what the other person's saying can be understood differently, too. So there's quite a few barriers, if you think of it that way, to communicating Mm -hmm. with each other. But just understanding that it is different helps (laughs) you know, okay, I need to ask more questions. I'm not quite sure I was understanding that. Or (laughs) can you help me understand what you meant by this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just having that awareness that just because of how we're made, there can be those differences. And that's not something to, again, have those divisions or disagreements on, but realize, okay. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we use the phrase from that book called the communication code. Oh, is it cracking the communication code? Yes, cracking the communication. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, all right, you're speaking blue and I'm hearing pink. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's happened sometimes and yes. it's most likely going to happen in any marriage. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but just being aware of yeah. that, that is the potential in trying to get on the same page about <laughs> things is good. Yeah, definitely, sweetheart. <laughs> Here's another article that I think this one was pretty interesting by Susie Alexander. 14 Huge Ways Men and Women Communicate Differently in Relationships. This is from Slice.ca for Canada. I think, is that Canada? Okay, yeah. Or California. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know the states of the United States had their own domain extensions, but it's it's probably California. But I mean, mean uh, Canada. Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I know I messed you up. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so this article featured um, a couple here and how both of them would give their input on how men and women will be different in different ways of communicating. And so it was Antia and Brody Boyd. And so Brody says, men tend to bond with other men through playfully criticizing each other and challenging each other. And then Antia says, whereas women tend to bond more with other women through appreciating each other and complimenting each other. So... (laughs) So one of the ways our second son and I bond is by playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. And he beats me and beats me and beats me and beats me. Most rounds we play aren't even close. He tosses and smacks me around like there's no tomorrow. And I've played the game enough over the years that I consider myself competent. I I might even be able to hold my own in a tournament, but 
when I try to battle him, we could play rounds for hours, and I'm lucky if I beat him halfway before I get utterly humiliated. I just think he's the total master of that game, you know, the best in the world. <laughs> like, I just can't even conceive of how anyone could be better at that game than he is and stuff. But, you know... He beats me over and over again, and it's not like barely beating me. It's like a total smackdown, like the most humiliating experience in the you know you could possibly get in that game. But you know what? You often he asks me, <laughs> "Do you want to play Smash Brothers?" And you know I know that <laughs> I'm in for a beating, but I'll say sure, and you know, and I'll play and I'll verbalize <laughs> why things don't even make sense in my mind as to how I just can't <laughs> pull off an attack and how I'm just getting tossed around like a rag doll. But, you know, we bond that way and I really enjoy playing it over and over again, you know, with him knowing that <laughs> it's utterly humiliating for me. <laughs> well, I think that part's funny because when... so. Frequently, we have your brother over. Oh, yeah. And then it's <clears throat> you and your brother and sometimes both of the boys. Oh, yeah. So we could have anywhere from two to four uh, free-for-all fighting match there. And our little guy will just beat all three of you up. <laughs> yeah. But, the okay, so that part's kind of funny. But the intense part is how into it you all guys get. And it's very intense. So me and the girls tend to go somewhere else where it's a little more calm. But to you guys, like, that's fun. And yeah. you're like, take that. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, oh, that's too much. <laughs> It sounds like a battle zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Testosterone fills the room. The air is just polluted with it. It's so thick you can cut it with a knife. <laughs> and I I may find myself ranting about why nothing I do seems to work against him. And it can sound pretty intense, but amid all the heat, it's all good. But all our kids bond in different ways. And our younger son there, it's like, if he wants to bond with me, it's like he wants to beat me up in a game. But if our girls want to bond with me, they're like, you know, you want to play dolls with me? You want to have a tea party? And everything's so cute and sweet and there's no animosity there and stuff. But yeah, I enjoy both of those experiences. <laughs> As oh, is it that our one girl was having you play earlier? <laughs> She's like stuck somewhere. Oh, there is a bad guy in her castle, <laughs> and you were the policeman oh, and yeah. had to come rescue <laughs> or to... get the bad guy out of the castle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. I love how you play with the kids. <laughs> yes. So even at a young age, you can see the difference between boys and girls. Yeah, and that's and, how God made us. And for the postmodernists out there. We never sat the girls down and said, this is how you must play. It just came naturally Them, We didn't say, you must like pink or here, let's buy you dollies and get you started to make sure you're girls. You know, they, they naturally like the dolls. You know, they see a doll on a catalog and they get all excited. They want that, you know, they're, they're, they're clearly girls and they like 
princesses and unicorns and dresses and the colors pink and purple, and neither you nor I nor anyone I know impose these natural inclinations on them. Now, growing up myself as a boy with girls in school, I would play house and dolls with them sometimes, but the way I would play dolls with them would be more boy-like, you know, and then we had a younger cousin girl, and she had Barbies, and so I'd play with the Barbies, but then I'd want to make them do, like, martial arts moves or something, you know? <laughs> You still do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you play with the girls, <laughs> yeah. I look over and it's like... <laughs> the Legos, yeah. Okay, the Princess Lego is doing <laughs> Kung Fu over there. <laughs> yeah, like the like somehow when we get the Legos out, I want to get the Elsa and the Belle Lego figures and then you could stick things in their hands and they hold them. So, you know, I might have them holding teapots, but then they're sword fighting with them. <laughs> or the ones like flipping over the other ones head and stuff to attack or they're jumping and dodging and blocking and parrying or uh, the farmer lego guy is swinging his pitchfork at the goat and the goat is trying to headbutt him <laughs> and i'm having fun with that but the girls don't quite know what to make of it but that's not what the girls are gonna do with them they're trying to set up a tea party with them <laughs> Or we've seen, too, like where the girls will take the boys' cars or something and make families yeah. out of them. <laughs> and lay them to bed. Yep. You know, if, uh, lots of toys will be put. Uh, <laughs> I can come home from work and then see several dolls or toys with a blanket and pillow and stuff. They're, they're set down for bed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And understanding the difference between men and women and communicating properly. I have Amos 3.3 where it says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Now, agree doesn't mean that you have to, like, believe the same things, be, a, you know, agreed on solutions of everything, but it means that you need to be able to seek to communicate. You know, if you're clashing with each other, you can't walk together very well. So, men, understanding your wife, women, understanding your husband, get to know each other, understand your differences, compliment each other, don't conflict with each other, learn to give what you need to give, listen, communicate, understand, your marriage will be all the better for it. And so recognize the differences and the differences do not have to be divisions. And so with that, we hope that this was an enlightening, fun, and encouraging episode of Truth Espresso. And so stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso, and God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.